Welcome to the Niagara Sports Hub, where we'll spend 15 minutes talking NFL football and other topical sports with Mike Fisher of Sports Illustrated and Cowboy Nation. This season is sponsored by Niagara, the industry leader in high-performance, high-efficiency toilets for professional contractors like you. Learn more at NiagaraSportsHub.com. Tim, we are back with the Niagara Sports Hub with Mike Fisher. Tim, how you been? It's I've been a couple been weeks. Good. Mike, 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 how are you? I've missed you. Uh. <laughs> back, we're back and better than ever. Yeah, it's, been a couple, it's been a I couple weeks. I think I that from somewhere. But. Well, those first two weeks were so grueling that somebody just needed to take a break. We just need yeah. to rest up a little bit. For sure. Uh, yeah, like you just said, it's been a couple weeks, but uh, one thing – we learned, or I've learned, Dallas has a defense. Mike, what's going on? Yeah, I would say that Dallas's defense overall uh, remains mediocre, which Ooh. is substantially better than it was a year ago, except for one thing. They do have playmakers. And so maybe they give up 300 yards passing, but they get two interceptions out of Trayvon Diggs. Maybe yeah, they, that guy's, they, that guy's maybe, legit, though. Yeah, maybe they give up some points. But they get five sacks in a game, Randy Gregory with two last week, and then Micah Parsons at linebacker. So what they've done, especially with Trayvon and Micah Parsons down the last two drafts, they have a legitimate playmaker now, one at each level, defensive line, linebacker, and the secondary. And so is it a great defense? No. Is it a playmaking defense? Yeah, they get credit for that. So, you know, they got rid of Jalen Smith this week. Was you know, looking at the players, I agree with you on Parsons. I He's outstanding. I mean, was Smith a money decision, or was it just that they have players in place then? Yeah, this is really tricky, and I know that uh, that more than a few of our uh, listeners are probably uh, Packers watchers, in addition to being Cowboys and Bears and NFL and all the rest. Oh, my. First of all, Jalen, and I've gotten to know him pretty well, is about the highest quality guy that I've dealt with. Really? Okay. And, and the line that I use, and I'm not trying to be trite or cute, if I owned a business, was starting a church, or had a daughter, I'd let Jalen Smith, I'd, I'd, I'd let him get involved. Uh, of course, I don't have a daughter because I don't know anything about women. It's a good <laughs> thing. that God only let me have two boys, and, that, uh, and he knew my limitations. Uh, but so, so I, I want him on my team. Um, he, he is not the player obviously that he would have been if not for the incredibly devastating injury yeah. uh, at Notre Dame. Um, but his, his rebuild from that is a testament to him as a person. I think he's going to end up, uh, the plan is that he goes and starts in green Bay. Mm -hmm. I don't know about this week, but that he's a Packers starter. So obviously they like him more than his critics in Dallas do, but wrapped into this two factors. One, uh, in addition to Micah Parsons now being at the top of the totem pole of linebackers, Mike um, Jabril Cox, who they drafted out of LSU in the fourth mm -hmm. round, they think can play. So Jabril Cox has been the fifth guy. Uh, and they play a 4-2 defense as their base, basically, nickel defense. And so the next thing you know, Jalen Smith was the fourth guy and maybe, maybe slipping to the fifth guy. Then combine that with this very intricate detail. He's got in his contract, and the Cowboys were foolish to put it in there an injury guarantee for 2022 of $9 million. 
So if he got hurt today and couldn't play anymore, he's still guaranteed $9 million for next year. Well, that's unwise. Mm -hmm. And so the Cowboys talked to him recently about trying to get out from under that. And he said no, at which point they said, okay, well, then we're going to go ahead and move off of our fourth best linebacker. So it's a combination of those two things. He's got his critics here who like are happy about it. And I, I think that's an unfortunate way to look at football. And I wish we wouldn't do that. Mike, I'd heard some of the same impressions from other people in the league about Jalen. It sounds like he's got a great opportunity in Green Bay. It sounds like it could be a win-win for both organizations, for both Green Bay and Dallas, and ultimately for Jalen. So from everything I've heard, he's a great guy, and I, you know, we wish him yeah. the best in Green Bay. Now, uh, note this. The Cowboys don't get salary cap relief here. They just get out from under the insurance thing. Um, but you're right. Uh, you're, they're joining a. He's joining a program in Green Bay that's that's also three and one as we sit here, and we wouldn't be the first people to start wondering. Wouldn't it be fun and fascinating if the Cowboys play the Packers in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, speaking of trades, I know you had jumped on YouTube earlier in the week, and it's been big issue in the NFL or been talked about in the NFL since um, last March. Deshaun Watson. What's going on with Deshaun Watson? Um, the There are some teams that would like to trade for him that he would veto. And I hate to break this to the uh, the, the unfortunate Philadelphians who um, are, are married to the idea that they're going to get Deshaun Watson. He would veto a trade to the Eagles. He doesn't have any interest there. Uh, the, the Carolina Panthers made sense, but now they're, they're doing okay without him. The Miami Dolphins still make sense. How many picks do you want to give for a guy who is a brilliant player? And, and again, Bears fans know all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who still has this dark cloud hanging over his head. Uh, I, I think it's unfortunate that the league, Roger Goodell, hasn't made a ruling. You are eligible. You are ineligible. Or what they ought to, what this league ought to do is, we got nothing to do with it. That's between you and the cops. We, uh, if, if they throw you in prison, then we'll take away your uniform. Otherwise, we, we shouldn't be judge, jury, and executioner. He he is being kept in limbo, and he might be innocent. His team is being kept in limbo by the commissioner, and the fans are being kept in limbo. Trade deadline, you know, there's still some time there, but you know they want they want three firsts and two seconds and a player, and a, um, and what teams are offering is conditional. Well, I'll, I'll give you three firsts on the condition that he plays. If he doesn't play, you get three sevens. How do you like that? Well, th- that's why neither side will budge at this time. Hey, Mike, I don't know if you saw the game last night. Uh, the Rams uh, pretty much beat up on the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson, I don't know, he looked like he broke his finger. Something happened with his finger. So, yeah, Geno Smith came off the bench. He looked pretty good, actually. But there was a play in that game where the punter – on was it the Rams Seahawks no it was the Seahawks it was Seattle yeah so he he punts gets the punt blocked he runs with it and then he punts it again and the refs uh threw a flag and then they convened and then they said there was no foul on the play meanwhile you know Joe and Troy (laughs) were confused they threw it over to Mike Pereira and he was confused and I don't I still don't know the answer to that play but (laughs) Maybe it's a new rule implemented. It just goes to my larger question about refereeing yeah. in the league. 
Um, do you think it's kind of killing some of the the momentum and the flow of the game? And do you think that some of these plays should be uh, reviewable? Okay, it's funny that you asked this. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones not very long ago. And, and I've been railing against what I call referee play. That is the use of a TV producer to decide if it was a foul or not. Because that's what we're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. It's the TV producer. And I'm talking about over the course of 30 years now. It's some TV producer in Manhattan who's deciding whether or not it's a foul or mm-hmm. a flag or a penalty mm-hmm. or a touchdown. Because he's picking the camera angles. And even when we see the camera angles, the three of us are sitting there. And one of us says, oh, that's a touchdown. Another one says, no, it's not. His foot's out. And then Aikman says, oh, his foot is out. Then Joe Buck says, no, it's a touchdown. Doesn't that prove that the replay doesn't prove anything? Yeah. Even the replay doesn't establish that we got it right. So we're the three of us are old enough. I'm going to take us back to a time. In 1974, you know when it was a fumble? When you fumbled and the ref said it was a fumble. Right. Nope. I, I swear to you, to you younger uh, listeners, you're not going to believe this. When you fumbled in 1974 and the ref called it a fumble, you did not get up and argue. Yeah. You hung your head in shame and went back to the sideline. There was no such thing as an argument over a fumble, ever. You mm-hmm. didn't, you barely argued over touchdowns. You didn't argue over interceptions. You didn't argue over receptions. You just, you just knew. The other thing about the fumble in our day, whether it was the backyard or, or the big field, you didn't fumble. Because you knew it would be called a fumble. And yeah. and so you carried the ball like this. Yeah. And you went down to and, and sometimes you had to sacrifice your body and mm-hmm. it was injurious to because you didn't get to use your hand, but you didn't fumble. Mm-hmm. Well, now the now the, the players and the coaches are leaving up to the referees. The referees are making their best guess. And then we argue all the way till Thursday, the following Thursday, about whether or not it was a fumble. And Jerry suggested to me that he kind of likes that. He kind of likes that we're still arguing about it. And yeah. that's the bottom line here. They they like the soap opera. Yeah. Uh, and and so in a in a semi-literal sense, the NFL doesn't really want to get it right. Yeah. They like it just the way it is. Yeah. But I suggest to you, and I did a video on this on my YouTube channel this morning, as a matter of fact, uh, on Friday morning on the uh, Fish Report YouTube channel. When a traffic cop goes like this, I'm holding up my hand like a traffic cop. What do you do? You stop. When a traffic cop waves his arm, turn left, you turn left. Mm-hmm. Do you, you don't pull your car up to him and argue with him saying, no, I don't, I, I don't agree with your stop. I'm not going to stop. I don't want to stop. I want to throw a flag on your stop. Mm-hmm. I want to throw a protest. No, you don't. You just stop. Referees should be traffic cops. We could get rid of the replay, get rid of the TV, get rid of the TV producers, get rid of the, look at this angle. Look at this angle. We can still look at the angles, but they wouldn't change what the referee called without looking under the hood without uh, he can still confer they've always conferred without taking going to mike Pereira, without going to manhattan where who was the guy that used to be in charge of the refs dean blandino oh dean Dean blandino no longer has that job used to literally sit in manhattan in my imagination in a barca lounger with his feet up and a beer in his hand making calls to, on the and then telling on the phone to somebody in San Diego, yeah, let's let's call that a fumble. He never played, yeah. Dean Blandino. He never even refereed. Seriously, and we we let this get so out of control that we let we, we let television decide what a touchdown was. And I'm telling you, young listener, it was better when the traffic cop just said, "You're safe. You're out. 
It's a touchdown. It's a fumble. You get an A on your paper. You get a C on your paper. You don't, you didn't, you don't argue. When you got a B on your paper, in fact, on this show, when you got a C on your paper, you didn't go to the third grade teacher and, and, and throw a protest flag. Oh, they do now. <laughs> oh, boy, they do. You bet they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You bet uh, they do. I, I, that, 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 I, that, didn't, that wasn't my experience. It was never my experience raising. Now, again, my kids aren't 1,000. My kids are 30. That wasn't my experience 20 years ago when they were 10. Is I'm going I'm to march up to the school and you got to see, you got to see. Well, Dad, the teacher doesn't like me. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, speaking of red flag, and we don't need to dive real deep into it, but I'm just curious your perspective of what's going on in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. I mean, big distraction with the team. Owner Shotcon had to come out and do a mea copa. Obviously, he's given his apologies four or five times this week. What's going on in Jacksonville? He called himself an a hole idiot, and he's not wrong. This isn't about whether he cheats on his wife. That's that one. That's really not our business. And by the way, depending on your, if you're married, your wife thinks what he did is cheating. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think all three of us on this podcast would have wives that would say that that's not a good look. You're cheating. But I didn't do any, uh, that's cheating. You cheated on me. And again, we all, we've all got a little uh, liquid courage in us maybe at times and done a little something wrong. But in this day and age, not just Urban Meyer, but even uh, three slappies like us, we should probably have some awareness that mm-hmm. there is a camera everywhere, every time, all the time. There's a camera on you when you flip off other motorists. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You don't want your, you know, remember when we were kids, they'd say, don't do something that you wouldn't want your mom to see in the paper the next day. Yep. <laughs> hey, now your mom sees it, is seeing it on social media as you're doing it. Yep. And so I'm not trying to make a moral judgment on Urban Meyer, uh, as a football judgment, you didn't fly home with your team. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought was odd. Never seen it before. I've seen the owner not fly home with his team. I've never seen the, never seen the coach fly home with his team. And Martellus Bennett, former bear and cowboy mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. double standard. He said some, 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 uh, quite juicy things about Urban Meyer, but the clean one was there's a double standard. A, a player could never do that. Yeah. Hey, I, I think I'm going to I'm going to stay in Ohio. I'll meet you guys in Jacksonville later. I'm going to go chase chicks after mm-hmm. a loss. They, they they haven't done anything outside of the drafting of Trevor Lawrence, which wasn't really a do. It just happened. He's done nothing right, and he he needs to he needs to polish it up. He's overmatched, frankly, mm-hmm. because in college, uh, if a college can, coach does that, can run a shot. It's it yeah because. I won't pick a city. I don't want to make anybody upset. A town. If you're the head coach in College Town, USA at Old State U, you are the mayor. Mm-hmm. You are the sheriff. You, you don't. That this is the NFL, Urban. You're you're not in charge anymore, and you're yeah. and clearly you're barely in charge of yourself after you've had two two tall ones. Didn't he leave Ohio State because he wanted to spend more, be with the family or have yes. more family time? Yes. I just thought that was kind of... Had uh, some health issues, but yes. Yeah. And the health issues, well, the, the famous, the most famous, I want to go spend some time with my family is Michael Jordan, yeah. who yes. you guys, I'm sure, grew up Yo. admiring. Yeah, I want to spend some more time with my family. Then he moved to Washington and she stayed in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So whatever. Uh, you have to... Again, I'm not trying to, I'm not glass housing Urban Meyer here. 
uh, but for the grace of God, right? Go, you know, I had, I had, I had two drinks too many that one time. Yeah. I, I remember, I barely remember, but I remember. So I, I'm not trying to tisk tisk somebody for making a, a certain level of mistake, but in in a leadership role where he's trying to steer this program that is out of control, he shouldn't be out of control. Well, JP, you were you were interested about the London game. I had forgot that there was a game in London this week. Yeah. Until you mentioned it to me yesterday on the phone, John. Well, I feel like NFL fans are creatures of habit. And so like when you wake up and you're like, holy crap, there's a for us, it's a 10 o'clock in the morning or 930 in the morning game. It's yeah. it kind of throws you off. And I, does, is it working? Is 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 are the games in London working? And is the goal to have a team there one day? Yeah, it's a uh, Jets Falcons. Jets at Falcons, as a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, Calvin Calvin Ridley agrees with you. He didn't even go. <laughs> I heard that. Yep. Um, now he may have. We don't want to make light of it. He may have a, a serious uh, personal issue. Um, but Falcons fans are kind of like, what do you What do you mean? What do you mean you're not going? What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope it's. I hope everything's okay with Calvin Ridley and his family and whatnot. The only negative, I don't have a negative with an 8.30 a.m. our time game. That's fun to me. I, mm-hmm. I, that's great. I'll, I, we'll all get up and watch it, right? We'll all get up and have it on while we're having our, our omelets. My objection to what the NFL is doing here is they're trying to take over the world. And yes, absolutely. They want, they someday envision a team in London and Germany and Mexico City. And th- this isn't as appropriate now as it used to be when I first said it. But have you guys ever been to the old Oakland Raiders stadium in the o- Oakland Alameda Coliseum? You ever been I there? I have. I have. Okay. I, I passed by it. I've never been in it, but yeah. Okay. What a dump. Yes. And I assume, is that still being used? Surely yes. nobody's, by the, like the A's or somebody? A's. Okay. Now this goes back 15 years now. The elevators don't work. And I don't mean... I don't mean they're iffy. I mean, they don't work. Everybody knows they don't work. You don't take the elevators at Oklahoma. The TVs in the press box, going back 15 years, were were yay wide and black and white and didn't work. It was, it was, a, it was a dumpster. And then, as you know, early in the season, the Raiders would play on the field and it'd be a dirt field yeah. because the baseball team yeah, was still doing its thing. And so what I would say then is, Instead of going and trying to do London, why don't you fix Oakland? And I think we can still say, why don't, why don't we fix Jacksonville before we worry about fixing Mexico City? So um, eminent domain is the phrase. I think the yeah. NFL believes it has eminent domain. They're just going to go take over the world. Yeah. And I would prefer, I know there's a lot of money. Someday, I mean, there's a keg of money to be tapped into, I assume, with European NFL TV. I bet you that's its own separate thing. And, and Jerry Jones is probably right in the middle of it. And it's well, several, bit- several owners own EPL teams. There you go. So it's, it's going to be a trillion-dollar enterprise, and I get it. But I'd like to fix that CTE problem, wouldn't you? Yeah. So well, no, I've got Chicago Bears talking about moving out to Arlington Heights, John. Yeah. 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 So, so in my, on my list of priorities between CTE and ins- health insurance for players – and let's have a 33rd team and put it in Mexico City. It's not even close for me. Well, real quick, before we jump into the pending Cowboys-Giants game, I do want to congratulate the September Traeger Grill winner, John ah. Sterling from Bay & Associates in Austin, Texas. Hey! And people, 
it's fall, but grilling is a year-round venture. Don't forget that. So you can still go to NiagaraSportsHub.com and enter for a chance to win a Traeger Grill, courtesy of Niagara. Before we even get into that game, you had mentioned, Tim, earlier about uh, the baseball playoffs and Houston beat the White Sox yesterday in the first game. I I was curious for you, Mike, do you root for all Texas teams or is there some sort of bias against any other teams? Are you all kind of in solidarity when it comes to playoffs? Yeah, Houston hates Dallas. Ah, see? Okay. Uh, Houston's jealous of Dallas. Philadelphia, Houston hates Dallas the same way Philadelphia does. Yeah. Uh, Really? Texas A&M fans do not root for Texas. Okay. Period. So, I and I recognize the phenomenon you're talking about. Sometimes in my life, in our lives, we're like, oh, I'm going to root for the American League team. Yeah. Because because my team's the American League. But Mm -hmm. no, uh, there's too much... There's too much uh, bitterness in Texas for that sort of foolishness to go on. <laughs> John, wasn't it kind of cool, though, to see those two AARP card-carrying members coach both Houston and Chicago White Sox with Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa? <laughs> it's, it's kind of neat. Yeah, but Tony La Russa, I think, has been sleepwalking since May. So, he has. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Tim, game this got the, Yeah, the big game, uh, divisional game this week. And here comes Daniel Jones, and he's protecting the ball a little bit better than yeah. he used to. Uh, and here comes Saquon Barkley, and he is he's comeback player of the year candidate too, just like Dak Prescott is. I think if you can get Daniel Jones to, to, to turn the ball over, I think the Cowboys win this game. And he's still, you know, he's got a month-long history of not being a turnover machine, but he's still got, before that, of being susceptible to that. Meanwhile... Uh, a centerpiece of this game, obviously, and it wasn't an accident that the NFL would schedule Dak Prescott, AT&T Stadium, Dallas Cowboys, visiting Giants on week five. Yeah. Uh, on Monday will be the literal anniversary of the Dak Prescott devastating ankle injury. Yeah. So it'll be yeah, 364 man. days away. Yes, Fox will get another close-up of Dak's eye, <laughs> and yes, there will another be another teardrop coming down his cheek. Um, but <laughs> as we've discussed before, this is a guy that does uh, – he, he he goes about his business in such a right way. I'm not saying Giants fans are going to root for Dak Prescott, but I, I do think I do think Dak Prescott is bringing some haters of America's team over to the, uh, over to the uh, good guy's side. I think Dak's even made Zeke look like a fun guy to root for. And as someone who hated him when he came out of Ohio State – you know, Zeke is turned into one of these fun guys to watch. Yeah. And of course, when we say it's sports hate, uh, we, we, yes. you, know, we you, you, you know, it's as old as the Bible, right? I said the Cowboys are the good guys and somebody's got to be the bad guys. And there's got to be love and hate and conflict and break up and get back together. All those things are part of the soap opera of sports. Zeke, in fact, is, has always been like a class clowny kind of guy around here. And in fact, his rookie year, I was on the team plane coming back and I don't know where we were, but it's like two in the morning and there's players, a little bit of media and then sponsors on the plane, big money sponsors. And at two o'clock in the morning, everybody's trying to take a little cat nap coming back from New England or something. And here comes Zeke. I mean, he is all but doing handsprings down the aisle and just screaming. Why? Just, just for fun. Yeah. And that was, that that was my first, uh, experience with Zeke Elliott as as the class clown. He was a, a playful, gigantic puppy dog. 
Um, and, you know, he's, he's matured, obviously, like we all do. A lot of people ask me, what's the difference between Zeke now and when Zeke was 22? I said, well, now he's 26. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the difference. And uh, it, you know, which, which makes him the same as all of us, probably. Is he feeling all right? Yeah, he's got a little stiffness in his knee. He was limited on Thursday's practice. I bet you he'll be full today. Amari um, Cooper's got a little hamstring, limited on Thursday, probably be full today. So, um, yeah, the Cowboys should have almost all hands on deck. And uh, the Giants will bring our old friend Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator oh, back yeah. in the field. That's right. Although I've been impressed with Jones for the first four weeks of the season. He's really impressed me. We've talked before about pedigree. Yeah. If, you know, uh, this, this is my, the, guy, the best example for me is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold in Carolina, it makes sense that he's doing well. He was the, whatever he was, what was he, the third pick? Or, you know, Sam Darnold, when he was eight, was the best eight-year-old athlete in his county. When he was 15, he was the best athlete in the state. When he was 19, he was the best athlete in college. Why, why would he all of a sudden decline? Well, there's three words why do you all of a sudden decline. New York and Jets. Well, I was reading, um, I think Joey Bosa had said something about rattling Derek Carr and getting into his yes. head and yeah, it's kind of dominated the game after that. Do you feel like if Dallas could do that to Daniel Jones, that could be the same outcome? You know, Tank Lawrence, who's uh, still uh, out with the foot, he subscribes to what I think Bosa was doing. I think you say the things about getting in his head so you can get into his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, 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 say, you say before the game, now I wouldn't quite say it the way they do. I mean, Tank Lawrence will come up and say, yeah, we're going to go punch him right in the mouth. And he won't react well. We're going to punch him right in the mouth. I, I might not be that bold, but it's crafty. It's an attempt at craftsmanship to say, yeah, we saw some things on film that we think uh, we think we might be able to take advantage of with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you start, just like if we're playing poker, yeah. And I say, and I tell you, hey, uh, Tim, watch out for your tells tonight. What? What? <laughs> what? Tell? What? what is that? Shuffling you my know, chips. I, I, Shuffling my chips. You don't even have any tells. But I, so maybe I just got into your head by getting <laughs> into your head. And I think that's what goes on there. Well, last thing I've got before we uh, let Mike get back to his real job. Um, there is a big college game this weekend called the Red River Shootout. You've got Longhorns versus Sooners. What's, what's the play like in the Dallas media with that game this week? Yeah, um, I think the DFW media, because obviously Texas is a Texas school, but this is a regional thing. Norman, Oklahoma is just right up there. Yep. And so I think there's an understanding. But at the same time, you, you can tell who's who, whether they call it the OU-Texas game or the Texas-OU game. You can tell which one is which and who's who. Uh, this thing goes back to 1915. Certainly Coach Sark would like to get off on the right foot yeah. um, by getting this thing right. Robinson, the running back, is a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's probably your number one guy to watch in that regard. And then Rattler, the quarterback at OU, mm-hmm. he could end up being the number one pick in the NFL draft. So, and, and as you can tell, when I watch college football, I watch it because it's basically practice for the pros. Yes. <laughs> Man, we've already uh, talked for 30 minutes, a lot of different topics, good stuff. Uh, Mike, will, when do we reconnect? A couple weeks? I think a couple of weeks, unless uh, next weekend, unless something comes up next week. But yep, a couple Let's of do weeks. It. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, appreciate the time and uh, have a have a good day and go Cowboys, hey? All right, fellas. Thank you.